I think that I can appreciate my own company a lot more because I was I forced myself to learn how to really appreciate it. <laughs> Some people may say you appreciate your own company more than anyone else would appreciate your company. But I, not me, Nathaniel, <laughs> not me. <laughs> the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 213. That's 213. Texas is the only state in the United States that also pledges allegiance to the state flag. Hmm, would have never guessed that. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is a very special episode because it is part two of our Travel Podcasters Roundtable. And if you missed part one, you're going to want to check that out because on Tuesday, I sat down with three other esteemed travel podcasters, Nathaniel from Daily Travel Podcast, Jackie from Budget Minded Traveler, and Jason from Zero to Travel. And we sat down virtually and we answered eight of the most burning travel questions out there. Everything from what is our favorite travel app? What is our favorite piece of travel gear? What is our favorite place that we've ever been to? Or what's one place that we'd want to be if we could be right now, this moment, where would we transport ourselves to? What was a place that we were underwhelmed by? A place that people said that we would love that we ended up not liking? And tons of other travel questions. So you're going to want to check that out. We had a fantastic time recording it. It's about an hour long and we get into some really funny stories and discussions about travel. On today's episode, we're doing something very similar, but a little different. I solicited the EPOP community. I asked you if you could pick the travel brains of four travel podcasters and get any travel question answered, what would that one question be? You guys gave me a ton of different questions on Facebook and Twitter, and I picked one out. And now I get to ask Jackie, Nathaniel, and Jason their thoughts on solo travel versus traveling with a travel partner or traveling with a group. And I picked this question because, as most of you know, I travel almost all the time with Heather. So I have a travel companion. I do not have that much experience on solo travel, but I know a lot of people out there want to solo travel or have experience as solo travelers. And so I got to pick the brains of Jackie, Nathaniel, and Jason, all who have extensive solo travel experience. And they gave us some of the best tips and tricks for solo travel, as well as some of the thoughts on why it's better than traveling with people sometimes and why it's worse. So we talk about the pros and cons of each type of travel on today's show. So I want to say thank you to Nathaniel, Jackie, and Jason for coming on today's show. And I also want to make you aware of something really cool that we did. So I will be asking Jason, Jackie, and Nathaniel a question on this podcast. It's about 20 minutes long. And they did the exact same thing on their podcast as well. Different questions. So they posed a question that their community wanted answered to myself as well as the other two. And we answered those on their podcast as well. So a total of four questions are released today, all on four different podcasts. So we've got the Budget Minded Traveler, the Daily Travel Podcast, and Zero to Travel 
a whole host of awesome travel discussion happening, each one about 20 minutes. So if you want to hear the answers to the other travel questions that we talked about today, you can go over to Budget Minded Traveler, Daily Travel Podcast, or Zero to Travel. Listen to those episodes. Of course, you can find that on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Jabbercast, or however you listen to this podcast. Without further ado, let's do it. I'm joined here today virtually by three amazing travel podcasters. Jackie from the Budget Minded Traveler. Jackie, how you doing? I'm great. What's going on? Not too much. Just enjoying this podcast session we've had been uh, going on. Nathaniel from the Daily Travel Podcast. Hey, Nathaniel. Hey, Sh- uh, Travis. How's it going, man? Good. And as most of you know, Jason from Zero to Travel. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had to say I feel like I just say hello in like a different sort of way. I don't know. You do. Hello. You do. I just wanted everyone to hear your voices so you knew so they knew who was answering the question because what we're doing today, guys, is we will all answer one travel question. And I threw this out to the EPOP listeners and readers, and I wanted to know what was one travel question that you all wanted answered. And I got a really good one from Maggie Marie. And why this is such a good one is because the three of you will be able to answer this question much, much better than myself. It's a topic that I don't have much experience on. So what I want to know is what is the most valuable piece of advice that you could give a solo traveler? So I want to hear kind of your thoughts on solo travel as well as how it compares to traveling with a partner or a friend or something like, like that. Because I know all three of you have experience doing both types of things, whereas myself only has experience uh, traditionally traveling with my wife, Heather. So I haven't done much solo traveling. So I want to get your guys' thoughts because that's a big part of the travel landscape that I don't have much to talk about. So guys, what is some advice that you would give a solo traveler? And what are your feelings on solo travel versus traveling with someone else? Wow. Um, what, can I ask real quick, Travis, if you know, have any context to this? Like, is this something that uh, this person is thinking about doing or are they in the midst of it? Do you, do you know? I have no context except that it came through on Facebook, <laughs> if that matters. So no, just okay. I guess uh, let, let's look at it. Let's look at it as someone who's thinking about going on a trip and maybe they've traveled with a group or something like that before. But let's look at it as someone who hasn't traveled as a solo traveler before and they might be nervous, afraid, scared. They might have some reservations because they haven't done solo traveling before. So that might be someone who's never traveled before or has only ever traveled in a group, but this would be their first kind of solo journey. I'll start the conversation because I feel like this is going to be much more of a of a conversation than a one 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 person at a time mm-hmm. thing. But um one thing that I have never heard is anyone who has gone on a solo trip and regretted it. And I know that there is a lot of a lot of anxiety around it, especially if someone has never traveled before. But one of my favorite things to kind of land on is that we all, I think, underestimate our own resourcefulness, which can translate to a lot of situations in solo travel. I mean, making decisions on our own, even if we have coworkers and friends at home who help us even plan our days, you know, do the simple things like that. We can do these things when we're on our own because when you're the only one doing it, you're going to make it happen. You know, when it's 
even if it's in a foreign language, figuring out that train ticket or where this restaurant is or how to get somewhere or what hostel you should stay at. Of all the different moving parts of travel, it it can sound overwhelming to do it all by yourself. But a simple truth is you, you can, you know, and I think we all kind of underestimate that we can pull out of ourselves everything that we need really like to make the decision to um, to go and do that activity that we want to do. It's just that you have to put yourself in the position to be able to exercise that. And I think people don't see themselves there until they get there. I don't even know if that makes sense, but. Um, yeah. So what would you say, Jackie, then is for you the biggest, I guess the biggest difference between solo travel and traveling with someone else? If, if you were to give someone a piece of advice who was going to solo travel, was there some, is there something that you always do and you do a little differently? Because I know the experience is going to be different, but is there something, are there kind of uh, planning things that you do differently or is there stuff that you do differently why you are actually traveling if you're on your own to, I'm not, I don't want to say be safer, but just are there stuff that you're more aware of when you're solo traveling versus with someone else? Um, definitely. I feel like you kind of just asked a, a few questions in that and Really, I mean, the way that I plan things on my own, it's kind of interesting. I almost don't plan when I'm on my own. Like things just sort of happen because I don't have to discuss it with anyone first. You know, if I feel like going for a walk, I can just get up and go. And if there happens to be a beer shop on the way, I can stop if I want to. Like I don't have to discuss with anybody, well, is that what you want to do or not? Or, okay, let's do that after this or whatever. Um, Not saying I don't like that stuff. I actually really love traveling with people. Um, that being said though, it's not worth traveling with someone just to have the company. It really depends on who it is. You know, you need to choose your, choose your travel buddy wisely. Um, (laughs) there's been a lot of broken relationships on the road because, because people aren't compatible and I'm not talking, um, romantic relationships. I'm talking friendships, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of broken relationships on the road because people aren't compatible travelers. And so it's really important to, to choose your travel buddy wisely. And if there is no one around, maybe it is better to just go by yourself and and don't let that stop you. You also asked about if, if there's anything I do kind of safety wise and definitely, especially, well, I mean, as a female, there are definitely things. The, the biggest thing though, that I would say is um, that I always say is common sense is your best defense. You know, don't ever let your guard down. Don't ever get, you know, don't ever drink so much that you can't sort your way home or whatever, you know, like don't only be stupid. one focus beer, right? Only one focus beer. <laughs> Not going to make sense unless they listen to the other episode, but <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, seriously, we we need to be smart about ourselves. We're the only ones who are going to take care of ourselves on the road. And so you need to take responsibility for that and um, and just kind of be as aware as you can in the situations that you are. I mean, I was just walking home late last night from a bar and I had a friend on Voxer um, because it was late. And I know that in this place, um, it's not necessarily safe where I am to be walking that late. And so I just wanted to kind of have somebody with me just to, while I was looking around, you know, making sure that I was not being followed or anything. I mean, you really can't be too over safe, I think. So a bit better safe than sorry, you know, just kind of pay attention, be aware, just don't let your guard down and women follow your intuition. 
Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I know, Jason and Nathaniel, you both have done quite a bit of solo travel as well. What should people be aware of when they're solo traveling? And also, you know, Jackie made a great point with the idea that don't just travel with someone else just to travel with someone else because solo traveling can be much better in its own right than picking the wrong travel partner. So what types of experiences have you guys had while solo traveling versus traveling in a group or traveling with someone else? I mean, first of all, solo travel versus traveling with somebody else is completely different. For me, it's complete. It's not even close to the same thing. I mean, it's like night and day. These are two different types of travel, two different kinds of trips. It's we're talking about two different things. If you travel solo and you spend a lot of time by yourself, listen to yourself, exploring by yourself, getting used to what it feels like to be alone, learning to deal with being alone, sitting in city squares surrounded by people and saying, I am lonely, I am lonely until you begin to see that there is some value in loneliness because this is exercise for yourself to reach a point where you see the value of loneliness. You, you, you're able to sit and be by yourself. To me, solitude is something that I... I kind of crave. I like it because it allows me to sort of explore myself and explore my surroundings a bit more. Solo travel is not for everyone, right? Like a lot of what I'm saying right now is not going to appeal to people. Um, I remember I was sitting on a plane and I was coming back from Cancun. Okay, so Cancun, right? Like not somewhere solo travelers go very often. <laughs> right. Uh, and the I remember the flight attendant was talking to the pas- uh, passenger and the flight attendant was like, how was your trip? And the passenger was like, um, oh, it was great. You know, I just, and this is a, this is a, a solo female traveler. And she was like, I was just down by myself. I just sat on the beach. I read, I, I, you know, went out to my favorite restaurant, took myself out. I had a blast. And the, the flight attendant was like, I could never do that. Like, I, I just, I could never sit on the beach by myself. I could never go out to a restaurant in Cancun by myself. And that's, of course, completely fine. It's not for everyone. But if you're thinking about it, and if this person who posed this question to you, Travis, is thinking about it, then it's likely that it's for you. Like, it's likely that you're asking those questions. The only way you're ever going to answer those things is if you go out and you do it and you explore it and you see how you respond. Because that's the thing about solo travel that is so distinctly different. You're forced to hear yourself. You're forced to listen to yourself and be with yourself. And you pay very close attention to how you respond to these things. And that whole process teaches you more about yourself, I think, than anything else. Uh, I mean, for me, travel is, is very much ab- about personal development. And so, so it's easy for me to think this. If that's not like your thing, that's fine. Uh, yeah, be safe. Go, go travel. Go, go see, see if you like it. If you don't like it, find travel buddies. But if you're interested and you're, you're interested in traveling and you can't find someone to travel with, A, what I just said, <laughs> which is <laughs> you'll be able to listen to yourself. You're going to learn more about yourself. And B, depending on where you go, more often than not, you are not going to be alone. If you're staying in hostels, if you're in New Zealand or you're backpacking around Southeast Asia or Europe, I mean, it is so easy to meet people and and have best friends like almost immediately mm-hmm. for the day or two that you're together. And then you say goodbye and maybe you stay in touch on Facebook. You might never see them again. You might watch them get older and have kids and move on with their lives. But the fact is, is that you don't have to be alone. So don't don't let the fear of loneliness stop you. There's a lot to learn and there's a lot to gain. Amen. Yeah. Woo. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's true. No, I mean, I think like Nathaniel, you hit on so many awesome points and uh, I, it, you're right. It is completely different and it's, I don't know 
I don't know how to like verbalize how it's so different, but I mean, one of the many ways is just the fact that you do not have anybody there to sort of like bounce things off of or lean on like Jackie was talking about. So I think you open up in a different way. You know what I mean? You're like, you open up to the world in a different way and therefore you meet different people. You have different sort of, it's like one of those choose your own adventure type of things, right? When you're solo traveling, it's mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm randomly mean this person. Should I follow them or go with this crew or go off on my own? And it's like, I think feel like every decision you make leads you down a new path, leads you to a new person. And it's, everything's sort of heightened, I think, in a, in a different way. Like travel always kind of in your face. But um, particularly solo travel, like I think you're, you're sitting with your thoughts for too long, like on your own, that those become heightened because you don't have anything to distract you. And if you're kind of out in the world meeting strangers, that's almost a little heightened because you don't have that comfort level of being somebody you're with, uh, that you're used mm-hmm. to being with, that you know, you know? So everything's sort of heightened in a, in a way. Like my first piece of advice to somebody would be like, you're in for a treat, just go if, if you're thinking about doing it. Uh, and that's kind of what you guys were getting at. I think it's the easiest type of travel to put off. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's because it's, you're going by yourself. So you're just like, uh, I don't really, I'm not really going with anybody. <laughs> so I, love that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait or somebody else will kind of, you know, want to go with me eventually or cause this happened. This is how I ended up on my first, my first backpacking trip was a solo trip. And originally when I graduated college, like my buddy and I were going to go backpacking in Europe and we're like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to do this. Uh, I graduated in the middle of the year and I ended up getting on t- and getting this touring working as a touring professional and that's a whole other story but basically I could save up money for like a little while and then go and it was like a job that looks really fun it was a travel job I really wanted to do it so I was like eh, I'm gonna go next summer and commit to that and then he got a regular job he like sort of ended up getting married having kids and I guess I went the other way he sort of ended up getting married or he did get married <laughs> <laughs> he did he he did end up getting married but that was like years late you know at the time he ended up sort of settling down getting into the whole job situation i took off that summer and i didn't have anybody to go with because he was working a regular job he was living in an apartment and he wasn't going to be able to break away so at the time i didn't know anybody who had done a solo trip and i was kind of pooping my pants on the plane i mean not literally guys not literally but um but yeah i was i was pretty nervous and it turned out to be the best thing ever and i think when you're on the road the key is to just be be open then you do have to find that balance between i know jackie you know you mentioned safety for women there's some issues there with the genders i suppose but um just finding that balance of like being open enough to have the adventures and meet people and follow those little threads that kind of organically pop up when you're traveling, but also, you know, kind of being smart about it, I suppose. And the best thing you could do is like, I mean, I've had like solo, I'm using air quotes now, solo travel adventures in like at my home in Boulder. I'm just like, I'm going to walk downtown and like go have a beer at this pub by myself. And it ends up being like some crazy night where, I mean, it doesn't, you know, necessarily have to be going out to a bar or whatever, but you know, you meet some random person and this, you know, next thing you know, like I got like two strangers sleeping on my couch and like, you know, it turns into a whole thing. And it's like, you can have a mini solo travel adventure just 
even in your hometown, just approach it a little differently. So I would, that would be maybe another piece of advice is like, if you're not somebody who's used to like going and doing things on your own, just like start going out and doing things on your own and try to open up your, open yourself up while you're doing them and just kind of see where things take you. Just be open to things and you might have a blast with it. That's a brilliant piece of advice. I recommend going mm-hmm. out to eat Love by it. yourself because it's one of the harder ones. That's the kind of thing that you're going to become more confident doing if you go out and travel solo, right? Like maybe, maybe it's weird, the concept of going out to eat at a restaurant by yourself. Maybe that's weird. But go travel the world by yourself, come home, and then tell me that's weird. It's not. You're going to do it a thousand times out on the road just because you're home doesn't make it any more or less weird. And I would gladly go out, like sit at a bar on like a Friday night if all my friends are busy or, or if I just want a night by myself and take a book. And like order a good beer and enjoy it. Chat with a bender a little, watch some TV, read a book. I mean, it's not like you, I think that I can appreciate my own company a lot more because I was, I forced myself to learn how to really appreciate it. <laughs> some people may say you appreciate your own company more than anyone else would appreciate your company, but I, not me, Nathaniel, not me. <laughs> no, I think those are really, really good points. And I, and from what I'm hearing is that all of you who have, have solo traveled, that it is an experience that is vastly different from, from your other travel experiences with a group or with so, or at least one other person. And that if you are someone who's thinking about it, I think that was a really great way that you put it, Nathaniel, that if you're, that if you're asking the question about it, that means you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, you're not totally afraid and you're not totally put off by the idea of traveling alone. And that probably means that it is for you. Is there any pieces of advice that you guys would give someone who said like, all right, cool. You guys say it's good for me. I, you know, I've been considering it. I, I get it. I think I'm going to give it a go. What types of piece of advice kind of logistically would you give someone who is traveling solo for then meeting people when they do get into a place? Because most people who are traveling solo don't want to you know, just go off the grid and not ever see someone. Like we mentioned, they want to they connect with other travelers or even other locals um, or expats who live in that area. Is there certain things that you guys do, whether, you know, uh, websites that you use to meet up with different people, uh, Tinder, no, just kidding. Or is there, <laughs> is there stuff that you would recommend like places that you always go to meet up with people, um, that just, that might make it easy for someone who isn't as used to traveling or traveling alone. I think the obvious thing here is to stay at hostels. Um, and that does not mean that you have to stay in a bed with 12, uh, in a room with 12 other people or a bed, um, or a bed. That would be your your own choice. Uh, but <laughs> now as I travel, I mean, I, I hate sleeping in dorms. I hate it because I am a light sleeper. That's another subject. But I love staying in hostels and I'll just look for hostels that have private rooms. So, you know, you can make the choice between private rooms or dorms. But hostels are... First of all, a wealth of information for the area. They almost always have information about tours or free walking tours or free pub crawls. Um, and they often have other solo travelers or groups of people that will just become your immediate friends. I think um, the accommodations is the is one of the first things that you can do to try and meet people. If, you, if you're not keen on staying in hostels, then... Even look at an Airbnb where the host is present because then you at least have someone local who can help maybe show you around. I mean, depending on their participation uh, with their guests. Um, But I've done this a couple of times recently and had really great experiences through Airbnb. Um, Couch surfing is another another one that even if you don't want to stay on someone's couch, which is free and amazing, 
amazing, amazing program, by the way. Um, but Couchsurfing also does meetups in towns. And so you can look on there at the town, you know, where you're going to be or whatever and see if there's anything going on because it's a place where travelers meet basically. And so, I mean, I've, I've attended a couple of those and um, actually <laughs> there is a family in Germany that I met in Italy six years ago and I'm going to see them this weekend in Munich. So, you know, it's, nice. yeah. Um, and that was from a meetup. I didn't even stay with them then, you know, so couchsurfing yeah. is, is a good uh, resource as well. I completely agree with everything Jackie said. And there are so many amazing opportunities for you to put yourself around other people and to expose yourself to people who are, especially in hostels, hungry for the same thing you are, traveling alone, wanting to make a connection with other people, wanting to meet people who are different than them. Um, if you don't want to stay with a host, uh, a couch surfing or on B&B, and if you don't want to stay at a hostel, then, you know, if those things don't sound good to you and, and you're kind of feeling like maybe it's a little uncomfortable, like, I don't know, hostels, they're dirty and they're not, you know, they're, they're not hotels and it's weird to stay in somebody else's home. They're not always dirty. You know, what's, what's, they're not, of course not. And so, but, but that's what you're thinking. If this is, if, if you're hearing like this advice and you're thinking any of these things, any, any of this resistance, then consider if your style of travel is isolating. Because I think that most travel, the way we've set it up, it's designed for comfort, right? And meeting people is uncomfortable. And so uh, hotels and hotel rooms, large, they isolate you from the social experience of meeting other travelers because meeting other people is uncomfortable. So you have to get beyond it. There's a reason why making a connection with somebody feels amazing. It's because you've gone through the discomfort of it and you've kind of like come out of that. Uh, so I guess it's just like take stock of the style of travel that you have. And if you're thinking about solo travel, but you're hesitant about hostels or dorms or, or really anything that is going to put you in direct exposure to other people, just think about changing that up because there's, that's, that, is, that solves this problem. It solves the problem of, of loneliness. And that to me is, aside from time and money, the, uh, the biggest thing that a solo traveler faces. That's why Another people practical. say that you're never really alone when you travel. That's the reason. Right. But you, it can get lonely sometimes, but that's, I think, an important part of the, the whole experience too, you know? Yeah. Yep. I think it's, I talked all about It can that. be yeah. like just to say, oh, you nev- you'll never get overwhelmed. You'll never get lonely. Like that's, you will get overwhelmed. You will get lonely. You will have times when you wish you had somebody there to watch your back and stuff like that. But that's, that's part of the experience too. <laughs> you know, and that's what yeah. you'll learn to appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's can't all be, what does everybody say? Rainbow and unicorn. rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. That's what I that say, thing. at least. Um, <laughs> one other <laughs> practical tip, I think, because unicorns, is, even don't if you're not, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. What? <laughs> Maybe um, in Norway. I'm they, not sure. I always thought it would be cool if like unicorns actually existed. Wouldn't that be sweet? Like you just walk outside and oh, see, my. oh, there's a, I know. He's so cool. We've got the gnarl. Uh, a little off That's top. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got in the your backyard too. <laughs> now, another practical tip I wanted to share, even if you're not staying at a hostel, and this is something I like to do, and I know we're all independent travelers. A lot of people listening are independent travelers, so we can do things on our own. But I think it's fun to do the small group things sometimes too when you're in a place. So I like to, like, if I arrive to a bigger city, occasionally I sign up for like a walking tour or maybe even a bus tour before like a walking tour or something like that. If it's the first night I'm there, because 
I get the lay of the land and you're out with like a small group of people. And even if you're not staying in a hostel, they all organize them. So you could go into any hostel and just be like, hey, what kind of, you know, tours do you have? Or like food tours have been a pretty fun thing I've done too, where you go out and just eat a bunch of food with everybody, buy some drinks. And it's, it's really easy to bond over that. It's in a small group setting too. So to do the occasional sort of, like tourist tour thing with other travelers, I think is super fun and a great way to meet people. Definitely. And actually that's a really good point because if, if it does bother you to, to travel solo and maybe you need, maybe you need a, like a handholding session, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I started that way when I studied abroad. I mean, yeah, I went by myself, but I had like a structured program that I went with. So basically my hand was being held as I learned how to travel and so if, if you'd rather something like that, then sign up for a tour. I mean, there are tons of tours out there, whether it's something you join once you get on the ground, like a day tour or something like that to meet people. Or, um, I mean, there are countless tour operators all over the place that will do multi-day group tours. And I, they are so much fun. I mean, and, and it's okay to be a solo traveler. There are lots of other solo travelers that do that. Um, and so that, that's definitely another option or doing something like, um, work away or help exchange or woofing where, where you go and you volunteer in exchange for room and board. And they have these opportunities all over the world. And sometimes you're there with other workawayers, um, other, other volunteers, you know, or sign up to do some sort of volunteer program somewhere. I mean, there are a lot of things that can help like kind of get you into, into the flow of it, if if you want something to be like a jumping off point, I guess. If and, and I highly recommend that, or even taking like a week of language classes or something. Or if you're going somewhere cool, just buy me a plane ticket and I'll uh, I'll roll with you. Why not? <laughs> you're listening to this. You want to give me a plane ticket? If if you want to bring your favorite travel podcaster, get in <laughs> get in touch. We'll uh, lounge on the beach. Uh, expect expect accommodations and all. <laughs> yeah. uh, expenses paid <laughs> yeah i think i think the important we are here for you thing to remember <laughs> yeah, the important thing to remember here is that just because you leave on a trip as a solo traveler does not mean in any way that you will be solo throughout your whole travels and and as you guys all alluded or pointed out there are tons of different ways. It's actually probably harder to be a solo traveler and not actually interact with other travelers than it is to interact with them because if you put yourself in this situation by by doing hostels or couch surfing or anything like that or even attending meetups or, or joining a walking tour, all the great advice that you guys gave, you're going to meet other people. And whether they're solo travelers or whether they're in a group, usually the people who are out traveling are doing that because they want to meet other people. And that's, that, that means local people from... Um, that area and also other people who are traveling around. So I, I really appreciate all the advice from you guys. I think it's one of the things that we didn't kind of hit on. We kind of alluded to is the fact that a lot of times when you are solo traveling, and I can only speak to my experience when I was in Japan uh, and I moved there for the first 10 days and I was completely by myself before Heather came over. Um, the memories I have from those first 10 days are so vivid. And, and I think it's because I was by myself and, and everything was new. I just, you know, come off the plane into Japan, but everything was so vivid. And so I was there for a whole uh, two years longer. But those first 10 days, stuff sticks out and is so clear to me because it was 
only my experience and because I was the only person there. And so I think a lot of growth happened in those first 10 days that might have taken a lot longer to happen if I had someone else to lean on. I like that. I think that's exactly it. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot can happen. A lot can happen when you're by yourself, you know? I mean, it's amazing. I, I think most solo travelers out there will say, um, will agree with me, I guess, in saying that I've had my highest highs and my lowest lows when I've been by myself. These are the things that make you grow the most as a person. These are the things that change you. These are the things that, you know, make you a storyteller and 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 kind of pursuing your own path. I mean, this is, it's it's powerful stuff. It really is. Also, just the idea that you never have to wait for anybody else to go to something you want to do. You know, that's, it's super empowering in that way because you never again, once you go on a solo trip, feel like you're going to ever be restricted to the things that you can see because you have to depend on somebody else. It's super liberating. Yeah. And I think that the high highs and the low lows we all know that because we have traveled. And I think that's why we do travel. It's supposed to sit at home on our couch because we know that things might be more difficult at times, but that our senses are going to be so much more alive and our emotions are going to be so much more alive because we're putting ourselves in situations that are new and constantly changing. And then that just, as you alluded to earlier, Jason, that just ramps up even more when you're by yourself because now it's just you and there's no one to lean on and there's no one to bounce ideas off of and there's no one to commiserate with or even turn to. And so it's all happening internally for the most part. And um, yeah, and I think that that puts us in a position for for some extreme growth and some absolutely amazing times as well. So I just want to thank all three of you guys for coming on today, for um, helping me touch on a topic that isn't something that I have a lot of experience with, but that all three of you are professionals at, and that is solo travel. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And as I'm going to tell you guys in the intro and outro, make sure that if you want to listen to a couple more roundtable discussions where each of us dissects a certain travel question, you can check out Budget-Minded Traveler with Jackie, Zero to Travel with Jason, and Daily Travel Podcast with Nathaniel. And that is the crew that we have today. So thank you guys. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Thanks, Trav. I hope you love that roundtable discussion, guys. And don't forget, if you want to check out some other travel questions, some very specific travel questions, head on over to Budget Minded Traveler, Daily Travel Podcast, and Zero to Travel, because each one of them released an episode today where they specifically asked the other three a question, just like we did on this episode. And you can go check that out. We released them all at the same time. So it's really, really cool. Four episodes, four travel podcasts, all cross-promoting. Really, really cool stuff. So check that out. Daily Travel Podcast. Budget-Minded Traveler, and Zero to Travel. Don't forget, you can get the show notes to this podcast or any of our other podcasts at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Also, don't forget that you can get our totally free video series on how to always get the cheapest flights. That's four videos that I created just for you guys, totally free. You can text PEANUTS to 33444. Just text PEANUTS from your phone to 33444. That will hook you up on the EPOP newsletter list, and you will be getting that free video series. As I mentioned before in the last roundtable discussion, all four of us who are on the show today are lucky enough to be location independent. That means we can travel, live, and work 
anywhere in the world. It doesn't mean that we only travel and we don't work at all, but it means that we can do it from anywhere and that we have that freedom to do it. And it can be from Thailand. It can be from Philadelphia. It can be from Vienna. It can be from Australia. It can be from Bali. You get the point. We can work from anywhere where there is basically internet. So if you're interested in that type of lifestyle, if you're someone who wants to travel more and you're like, well, I hate that I have to come home for a job and I have these constraints and things like that, and you want to maybe try to lead this same type of lifestyle, check out Location Indie. That's locationindie.com. It is a community that I founded with Jason from Zero to Travel to help people become location independent, get that freedom, and take control of their life. So check that out, locationindie.com. Thank you guys for all the support. As always, the ongoing support is a friendly competition here between all of us travel podcasters. And I really want to say you guys rule because you have made me the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes, despite there being some amazing travel podcasters out there, like three of the ones that you just met on this show. So thank you guys for that. Thank you for the support as always. And of course, until next time, happy free travels. I'll